0: The Jewish scriptures were told for centuries before they were written down. Forty years after Jesus' resurrection, there was no written gospel of his life. People listened to it before they ever read it. The letters of the New Testament were meant to be read aloud so people could hear them. In the ancient world, texts were written in such a way they made for good listening. We experience the scriptures in a different way when we hear them versus when we read them. Our tendency when we read is to study. We want to break it down, make connections, understand the context, and so should we. But when we listen to the Bible, we have to leave all that behind. There's no underlining, cross-referencing, no flipping back and forth. When we listen, we're not trying to get something out. We're trying to get into, to inhabit it, And to ultimately be inhabited by it. Those words came from a video about Dwell, a scripture app in the making. A couple years ago, I was talking with our friend John Bailey about a new project he and his brother Josh were working on, Dwell, an audio app for the Bible, something that gives you different professional voices to choose from, thoughtful playlist and originally composed ambient music in the background to create space space to listen now i know john and his brother josh well enough to know they put a deep level of care and thoughtful attention to detail into all they do i knew instantly this would be something special well the app will be out in june and they just launched a kickstarter to help with the project so I sat down with them to talk a little about it and explore the idea of listening to scripture and cultivating a listening life. My name is Nathan Foster, and welcome to the Runovari Weekly Podcast. You know what I really like about you guys? You're, you're serial entrepreneurs, all right? But... One, you really are thoughtful with the work you do in putting out something that's just, you know, quality and has a certain kind of textural beauty to it. But then also I get the sense you really care about the work you do. And this is in a sense, your, your ministry, uh, walking out your gift mix. How did I do? Does that sound accurate?
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, uh, Dallas Willard used to ask the question, um, "What would Jesus do if He were you?"
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I think that was the question. Yep. L- let me re-say that. Let me re-say that. Or Josh, you might remember. I, I think you're getting at the heart of the uh, of the quote is essentially um, how how would Jesus do uh, your job if He was in your shoes, kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, how would he approach? How would he approach um, working where you work, building the kind of product you're building? Um, working with the kind of people you're working with, how would he approach all of that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's
0: so funny you bring that quote up because just this morning I was thinking about it, the word, what I remember the word life in it. If he was living your life, uh, you know, your circumstances, your giftings, your challenges, your, your, your spouse and your dog, how would he live it in? But yeah, yeah. So go ahead, John, that quote
1: yeah it just really resonated with me because it, it made me feel like i didn't have to to go into the ministry I didn't have to choose a real churchy mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. uh ministry job, but I could actually do what I'm doing right here and now and try to to live that life or do that job in such a way that Jesus would do it so how would Jesus be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. is an amazing question just to think about him. I mean, what would he create? What would he think up? What would he want to bring into the world? What, what, what kind of product would he want to help people with? And I think those are questions that Josh and I uh, are really passionate about. I mean, all of our products to date have been about, you know, kind of the church space or the ministry space. Um, and so it's just kind of an interesting question to think about what kind of entrepreneur would Jesus be? It's mm-hmm. really cool. And I think it gives us a lot of energy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and maybe add to that, um, in terms of, uh, cause I'm just thinking a little bit about your guys's context, your staff, people that you work with, right? That's, that's all part of this, isn't it? The, the way you yep. guys interact and treat each other.
1: Absolutely. We, we abide by, uh um, nine core values, but the first, the first core value is seek first the kingdom. And so we're looking for people who embody that value. And we, we share that, you know, throughout the company, myriad number of ways, but yeah, I think a part of being an entrepreneur and part of doing it the way Jesus would do it is how we, how we we treat our team, how we serve them, how we love them, how we uh, make sure they're a part of, great benefits, great rewards, great pay packages, making sure they really feel like they're getting input in the product and the company, treating them like people and not like pieces of a machine or a cog, you know, it really making sure we treat our team well. And of course, that always serves the business better anyways. And so, right. um, yeah, that's important.
0: Well, I'm very excited about this new venture, uh, Dwell. Can you, can you tell people a little bit about what what exactly this is?
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, for the first time, innovation and technology has kind of empowered us to carry around in our pockets all the stories and sayings of Scripture. It's It's just amazing. Josh and I just kind of have this hope and desire that we can, with this new app, that we can help people cultivate a habit of listening to Scripture every day. I would just say Dwell opens up pockets of time. For people to be able to listen to Scripture in all these interesting ways, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to always have your Bible with you anymore. And so, for me, I have 30, 30 minute commute uh, every day. Mm-hmm. I could choose I could choose to listen to a great book or listen to some great music, but I also want the ability to listen to Psalm to four Psalms on my way to work, mm-hmm. or to listen to two chapters of Romans. Um, and this app is, I think, going to be a able to do that for people and just really help people learn how to live in the Bible.
0: I mean, this is distinctly different from the Bible on audio, right? I mean, you've got the, with the music and the voices and the, the way you can kind of customize playlists, at least from from what I've seen, it's this is quite, quite a bit always different than just an audio version of the Bible.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, you know, with, with kind of an audio Bible that you would buy off iTunes or somewhere else, you, you basically get one voice and, mm-hmm. and, and that's what you get. And uh, Josh and I love listening um, to books. Uh, we just we just love, we value, we all, we're kind of always listening to an audiobook. And sometimes that voice will kind of make or break your experience. Mm-hmm. You might have a great book, but the voice just doesn't quite work. And you might not even go through the book because of that one reason. So Josh and I feel like voices are so important to the actual material that you're listening to, and so yeah, we've 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 found four voices that love reading the Bible just as much as we do. I mean, they just love it, and um, I think when you listen to their voices, that somehow comes across, that comes through, and it feels different than just a straight kind of narration that you mm-hmm. would get on an audiobook. There's more feeling and emotion into the way they're reading, and it's not acted. That's definitely not acted, but it, there's more emotion and more feeling. Um, in their voices. And so I think that serves the text really well.
0: Mm-hmm. And talk about the music. Is it Chad uh, Lawson? Is that the composer?
1: Yeah. yeah. Chad, Chad Lawson is um, creating all original uh, recordings. And basically what's happening is we're giving him one word for a particular song and he's using that word and he's He's praying with that word in mind, and then he sits down to the piano and he starts playing and starts composing. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool process. We got to visit him in North Carolina and just spend a day with him talking and going going over his process and uh, just really connecting. And I think people are going to really connect with the music. This is music made for listening. Mm -hmm. Of course, you you don't have to listen with music. I think there's a time and place for, for both, probably. But for John and I, we really wanted to create a listening experience, um, something that's just truly unique and just tailor-made for listening. And so I think, I think this music is going to be a pretty, uh, pretty powerful tool to kind of get us engaged more and more into the text.
0: Talk to me a little bit about the idea of listening to Scripture as opposed to reading it.
1: I think it's kind of interesting, if you you really think about it, literacy rates really didn't reach a critical mass until after the Industrial Revolution. So most Christians really took in the scriptures through hearing it or through seeing it in art and in stained glass. Mm -hmm. Those were kind of, the seemed like the primary ways the laity was really taking in scriptures. So John and I, through this process, we've asked, our, asked ourselves, is there something that the ancients knew about listening that some, somehow we have forgotten? And there's no doubt that there's huge benefits to reading the text, sitting down and going through it word by word, sentence by sentence. I mean, I'm so thankful for the, uh, the Gutenberg press, right? I mean, it's, it's huge. <laughs> but I think there's also something to letting the word spoke over you. Uh, John, you want to talk about the two differences, the two distinctions we talk about? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you read, you kind of go into this study mode. Mm -hmm. Not, not everybody does, but we have this tendency just to dive in. We want to pull the text apart. We want to piece it back together. We're underlining, you know, highlighting. Um, and so what we're after is we're seeking this comprehension. We want to comprehend what the text is saying. And it's like, we're, we're grasping with our mind. We're trying to, to gather these things up and, and, and to understand. Um, but when we listen, it kind of sets us in a different kind of context. We kind of have to leave all of that behind and we lose that ability to be precise. Hmm. We're not actually, we, we can't stop and underline. We can't cross reference. We can't consult commentaries it's a more leisurely experience, mm-hmm. um, and so we have this tendency. And I think this is what Josh and I want to help people recover: is this idea of just marinating
0: mm-hmm.
2: in the
1: text, mm-hmm. sitting in it, soaking in it, um, kind of like steeping. And what that does is, it, is create more of an apprehension. Mm-hmm. So when you listen, I feel like you're kind of you're kind of pressed towards apprehension, which means uh, you're laying hold of something or. Maybe better said, something is laying hold of you. Mm. Um, so we're in a sense seized or um, captured, kind of like whenever we listen to music, you know, we're just kind of like something is gripping us, something is is grabbing us and holding on to us. And so we want to kind of create that same experience for folks. And I think that's what, I think that's one of the unique benefits of listening that maybe we've, maybe we've lost a little bit mm. along the way.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something I like about hearing the written word that that I can just I, one. You can get the kind of larger conceptual piece, or maybe a word or two will jump out. But you're you're just kind of it becomes a, an experience that, and I, and I love your point here is that it kind of leaves out some of the cerebral study pieces that right can be very yeah. helpful, but also can maybe not healthy to do all all the time, right? To, yeah. to live in it
1: one wow. of the one of the interesting things that comes out of it too is that whenever we read we're really controlling the experience
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: if, if i want to stop and get a glass of water i want to stop and do something i can just stop and so i stop reading i can just be done reading but whenever i'm listening it's just kind of going on it's just kind of happening in my ears. And so it puts us in this different place where we we're more participating maybe with the text than trying to control it. And Mm. I think, I think that's an interesting kind of benefit to listening. I think one last thing to that too, is I feel like when I'm listening to something, I'm really concerned, or I'm really, I know I'm going to catch the speaker's widespread theme. Like I may not catch every point he gives me, but overall I'm kind of getting like the, the widespread theme, the full idea of what he's trying to communicate. And sometimes we can get so deep into the Bible, into a specific passage that we can miss all of the other passages, the chapter, the book. I mean, so sometimes just listening to it just allows you to just take in those, the wide sweeping themes of Romans or of gospel of John or Matthew. It's just, I think it's a, I think it's a different approach and a, a one that's needed, and it's cool because Israel Israel grew up listening to Scripture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they, they just they, the Jewish scriptures were told for centuries before they were ever written down. It's such an interesting interesting thought to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the verse Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Here, listen, let those words get into your soul through your ears. And so I think Israel had this listening life. Hmm. I love that phrase, the listening life. Hmm. And if we could help people recover that listening life where we take in God's word, we let it wash over us, um, that, would be, that would be fantastic. That would be what we would really love for, love hmm. to happen. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Hmm. The
0: other day I heard Chris Hall, he was talking about how when people used to read books, they would read them out loud to themselves. And, and he was giving some quote of some church uh, father that everyone thought was very peculiar because uh, he would read silently. And uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting that apparently this used to be a thing to have the words, you know, out there to, that uh-huh. you're reading yourself but also listening to. And it maybe fits yeah. a little with this.
1: Yeah. I actually have heard that it does help, um, you know, help you take, memorize and take in the word even deeper if you can read along. As you're listening, at the same time, uh-huh. so that that may be another side benefit to mm-hmm. for people to be able to have a good audio experience,
0: right? And we don't we all just have different learning styles, and 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 I find different seasons, right? There are some seasons where I'll kind of work with the text in different ways, and uh, it just it seems to me like you guys have been so thoughtful to put together a resource for people. When I found out the other day that you guys were launching a Kickstarter. I really wanted to get a chance to hear about this and for people to hear about it before it started. Um, so can you share a little bit about what the Kickstarter is for and how people might participate?
1: Absolutely. So we're, we're really excited of bringing this product to life. But one of the things John and I have learned is we don't always know the best way to proceed with an idea, with a company, with a product, with a piece of software. And getting the feedback from hundreds of thousands of people, letting them see the product before mm-hmm. it's done, could be hugely beneficial for us going forward as we build it out mm-hmm. and so so many companies take advantage of Kickstarter to really learn uh, and then pivot their product and make sure it's what the audience what their audience is looking for and so that's one of the great benefits uh to Kickstarter. And that's one way we're looking at it. We really want to hear from a lot of people. Come tell us what you think about this idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love for you to support it. It's a huge task. We're recording the Bible four times, four different voices, lots of editing, lots of pickups, but the lots entire of Old and
0: New Testament four times.
1: Exactly. now we're we're going through that process right now, but we're we're going to launch with the New Testament Psalms and Proverbs initially, okay. but. We will we will start recording the Old Testament probably in the next month and a half here because we're pretty much done with the raw recordings. So, and then of course you have the development of an app. It's quite uh, expensive, and so any help we can get there would be amazing, just to help us get this thing out on time and um, get it going. So, anyways, we're we're really excited about. it. I think the main thing for us is to just hear from the community. Tell us what you think about it. What are we missing? What's what's not quite right? what do you love the best where should we really focus our time and i think that'll really inform the product
0: nice nice john do you want to add anything to that
1: well you know it's just what's nice about it is people can prepay for the app um, in advance and so because you would if you support us on kickstarter or they say sometimes back us on kickstarter um we also have um all kinds of special goodies that we're offering like t-shirts and posters and wallpapers. And even <laughs> the music that we talked about earlier, you're going to be able to get uh, the albums, mm-hmm. um, the music that you can download right away. And so we just wanted to offer people some unique, unique gifts uh, for helping us bring this app into existence. And so there's some special things that you can get to.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Do you guys have a an anticipated launch date for the app?
1: Right now we're targeting June. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we're targeting June. Hopefully we could have a beta ready in May. And so, yeah, June should hopefully be the month.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Hey, you guys have a sample of, of the recordings. Can we listen to that now?
1: Absolutely. John it would be great. to hear uh, all four voices, and uh, you can hear the music behind the voices. And uh, I think it'll give you a good taste of what Dwell's going to be like.
0: Awesome. Okay, here we go.
3: Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life.
2: The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. For salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ. When He comes, He will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, "I who speak to you am He." Oh,
0: that's good. That's really good. Well, I absolutely love what you guys do, and I'm so grateful to get to hear about it and and uh, give people a chance to learn more about dwell.
1: Thank you so much for having us on. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, there you have it. You can find out more about Dwell and how to participate in their Kickstarter campaign at dwellapp.io. That's D-W-E-L-L-A-P-P dot I-O. Have a great week.